Hey everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Queen's Table Show. Look, y'all know I've been trying to do 50 things at one time. We were literally just in here trying to fix something. We're having technical dif- difficulties, but we got it. We got it. So welcome to the Queen's Table Show. Our monarchy is run on unity, love, community, and of course, the culture. On our show, we're serving tea that includes pop culture, music, fashion, business, love, relationships, and living your most authentic, genuine life. With the queen, she can move in any direction on a chessboard in ways a king cannot. So join us as we prepare the table, set the dinnerware, and serve you, our guests. Welcome to our show. So guys, it has been forever since I was in front of you guys. Thank you for having me again. Welcome to the Queen's Table Show. I'm your host, Queen Tiara J. And I'm so happy to be here because, you know, I I love to talk, y'all. So it's just been a minute. So much has happened like since the last time we guys, we girls, you know, and guys have had a chat and, you know, a little kiki and stuff. So I am dedicating next show to an all hot topics conversation. I could not fit everything into today's show because today's show is is kind of special to me. We're going to start um we're going to start kind of uh celebrating Father's Day early with some of my favorite um people in the world, some very important men um in my life. And we're going to get to that, but first Hey, Brian. <laughs> How you doing, Brian? <laughs> I'm good. It's been a minute. How was your weekend? Uh, this past weekend was a bit busy. Um, yeah. Went to a comic book convention, um, Awesome Con, right side of the street. That's what that was. Um, I was riding past it, and I saw people in all these costumes. I mm-hmm. said, what is going on? Yeah. And I asked, it was at the convention center. Because I was driving past down there. I was trying to go to the stores down there, guys. Go to city center. I love it. (laughs) We were going down there. And I said, I see all these characters. They were just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I was only, I, it's a, it was a three day weekend, but I only went to one day. It was so, um, okay. And I only wanted to see one celebrity. So, and I got <laughs> to see him. So. so, who was there? Um, they had the three members, three cast members from the Shang-Chi movie, the Marvel movie. Oh, wow. Um, they had uh, two members of uh, Buffy, the Vampire Slayer TV show. Really? They had, um, well, I usually. Can't Look at my face. I'm like, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they, um, you probably know is the, the um, the guy who was on uh, Do the Right Thing with the funky hat, and he, he had the Guillermo, I think. I, I know what you're talking about. I Yes, him, him. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. I can't, I can't, I know him. Yes. I know so his he name. Was there, he was there. He's a great actor. Yes, so I like him. I went to see and got to see, not immediately, but, you know, intimately at more, mm-hmm. it was the panel she was on, mm-hmm. was Haley Atwell, uh, a.k.a. Okay. Agent Carter. So, yeah. Agent Carter. Yes. I love her. Yes. Did you see Agent Carter's show on ABC? Those seasons, or the seasons that were on <sighs> the entire season. I was abs- extremely upset when they canceled her after season two. There was a reason. Oh. Because it was like a, a, a climax. It was yeah. like the perfect 
pers- the perfect example of like who Tony Stark was and who his dad was. Yeah, so it was like, um, it was like, wow, you're getting to know Tony Stark's father because you heard so much mm-hmm. on um, on about him in Iron Man, right. but just to see his father, right. it was amazing. Yeah. So okay, yeah. okay. Like I said. The question wasn't asked towards her. It was mostly about her acting and, and some of the stuff that she uh, did and, and things of that nature. So it kind of was kind of good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm trying to do mom thing. I'm trying to boo, 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 you know. So, <laughs> I'm a multitasker. Yes. So, but uh, but she, the main, my main thing of seeing her was to hear her. I love, I love her accent. Yes. I love her voice too. <laughs> so yeah, so it was, it was good to see her. Um, good. And so everything, yeah. After that, uh, I played. Yeah, not played. I worked at a soccer game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sunday was the chill day. So that was the, that was the weekend over the yeah. past two weeks of you know you guys not being here. It's just I got I know usually the usual stuff. So like, I, wait, were you at Audi Field? Yeah. I've never been to Audi Field, but I drove past it last week. Um, we went to this restaurant down there called The Point, mm-hmm. and it's on it's off Second Street, and you have to drive past it. It is so huge; it looked bigger than um the Nationals. Yeah. So, well, I think you're comparing the two. Yeah. I would. I, I feel Nationals is more. It's probably like more, ride. It, well, because I think if since you're driving it, you're, yeah. you're really not getting the full effect. But yeah. Audi, I think, is a little bit smaller oh. than, than National Park. Maybe it's something shiny and bright to yeah. me, and yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. But yeah. oh, Audi, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So because that's probably it, what it is. Separate and, and National Park is kind of like well fitted into where the, where it's at. It's like a yeah. perfect fit piece, so it doesn't really seem elaborate. But if you that's like, probably what it is. Yeah. So, if you, but if you go to Audi Field, there's mm. uh, the upper decks. You're able to see. Like the the bridge and, and mm-hmm. uh, the back, it's pretty much the back area of, of the stadium, and you can okay. see all that stuff and see mm-hmm. how elaborate it is. <laughs> I said I'm gonna go in there one day. I don't really like soccer, but maybe oh, I'll get into it. That's exciting yeah. to have the World Cup in the city in our city. So that's good. Okay, um, I really oh my gosh, what have I done since the last time I've been here at the show? Previously. <laughs> no for real um it was mother's day i celebrated mother's day um i took my mom to um atlantic city every year they have this show did i talk about that wait was uh, i here? the last time you, you i said i was, was going to take her yeah you took her to a concert but yeah that was that okay well that was that y'all i'm sorry i guess we caught up i guess we no. all caught up i was it was gonna ask is like What's in Atlantic City now? Nothing. Nothing. So they do, they do every year this show. And this year was Keith Sweat. Mm. Keith Sweat, Tamia, After Seven. Oh, my God. Keith Sweat, Tamia, After Seven. And I'm missing somebody, but it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. They were all 90s acts. 90s and 80s acts. Mm. So it was fun, you know, just to see my mom have a good time. And it was so many people in it. It's like a, a... what do you call those places in like Rome and stuff? The, it was it's a Colosseum, so it's it's humongous. And when I say I, it was so many people in there, they were not they did not have the six feet in there. 
everybody was up on their feet when they was playing the the, the throwback jams, and I was like, okay, <laughs> as long as my mother having fun, you know, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I was ready to go, but yeah, um, nothing, nothing new other than that. I'm happy to be back. It's been like three weeks. It's been three weeks since I've been here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you want to get into some TRST? So well, we could just picture, talk about it. We could talk about it. We could talk about it because be the stories cool. are funny as heck. Yeah. Well, well, here, well, let's. Well, we haven't done this in a while, so say yes. Bye, folks. <laughs> okay, so since I've been gone, there's been some funny stories out. So I want to talk about this first one. There was a guy. And um, I don't know which Disney World it was or Disneyland, but he wanted to propose to his girlfriend at Magic Kingdom. And he got on the stage. And as soon as he got on his knee and he opened the ring up and she was excited and crying, the employee zoomed out of nowhere. He, he, he went directly in between them. He took his ring and he said, please proceed down here. And you know how nice they are. Right at Disney so he had a smile on his face he snatched that man's ring and he said please proceed down here so the the guy you know he looked a little like he you know he yeah he was mad he was like what's up with like what's going on and he was like no not right here so that some lady um yelled out oh you're gonna do that to him oh well he can do it right down this way right here right here I was like oh my gosh I was like just imagine that happening to a black couple because they were they were Spanish I said, just imagine happening. Like, they would have shut the whole daggone park down if it was one of us. Because if it wasn't the man, the woman, like, you messed up my engagement. And this is at the most, the best place in the world. Like, yeah, yeah, we'd have, I'd have went to jail. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, you know, I I, would have, I'd had a a pretty little uh, picture, though. It's okay. Because you messed up my thing. Okay, so I have another story. Um, this girl, I forgot. Oh, she's from Texas and, um, she was in a relationship with a guy and he, um, he cheated on her. So she was so angry and upset. She threw his mother's ashes off the bridge. Did you see that? I said, oh my gosh, like it's never that serious. You're not married to him. You don't have any strings attached. Like you can leave. You don't have to put up with him, but to, to throw his mother's ashes away. Like that that was really hurtful. That and you know she got arrested three days later. They locked yeah, her up. Yeah, because it's you it if there is a court order somewhere, you know, because legally bound, you know, she kind of disrupted that court order. You know, because because based off of her her wishes from her family, the will is like it's a binding contract. It's like if they, whatever they, she wants done to those ashes. So I believe that's why they got arrested. In addition to you know, I never knew that. Yeah. You know, you learn something every day. Yeah. So it's a court order on ashes. I mean, it can be. I mean, because if 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 for whatever reason that if those ashes weren't done properly, mm-hmm. you can be you know broken. The contract can be broken or whatever based off of what you do or don't do with those assets. Mm. You know, based off of the request from the the deceased. Wow. So, but then again, but I think the main reason why she got arrested was disorderly conduct. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. So don't do that, ladies. Just leave. Yeah. Just leave. Just leave. Yeah, Somebody just better. Like, like Miss Harvey did. <laughs> you know, when he bought that house, you know, we're going to talk about hot topics next week. But when he bought that house, she already knew what time it was. That's why she broke up with him, I believe. 
That's a marital home. You st- did you see the house? I haven't seen the house, but I, but you know, with, it's a marital you know, home. The you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, conversations with comedians. We we talked that briefly as well, and it was like, how do you go let go a guy that every woman wants? Every woman wants Michael B. Jordan, and this guy is humble. He's down to earth. Everything. He's our generation's Denzel Washington. Yes, and you say no to his proposal okay so he proposed to her yeah that's the reason why they broke up he wants to get married she didn't well she's 25 and he's he's my age we were born in 87 so she is she's not ready she should have stayed with future for all this (laughs) they're the same she would have had a fourth kid with future she would have been baby mama number 10 (laughs) (laughs) okay so i know we are tired of these all of these stories and the apologies, but an Indianapolis Children's Hospital Center apologized for um, having a watermelon salad in the cafeteria. Okay. I I heard about this one. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, where's the problem here? I'm trying to figure out where's the problem. Unless it was like a something themed to it's the, the the salad was called Juneteenth Brian oh okay the salad that, was that's named all, that's all I needed yes the <laughs> okay. salad was named Juneteenth <laughs> okay. that is a problem like I don't want you to apologize I want you to understand that before you sign off and write off mm-hmm. on something you need to understand what the re- repercussions are mm-hmm. why, why would you name why would you name a salad that you don't see us going around on Fourth uh, of July saying cracker salads. <laughs> we don't have a cracker salad. You know, we don't have a pig salad. We don't do none of that. We mind our business. We try to mind our business. Like I'm, I, I think at this point it's 2022, and the same thing just keeps happening over and over. And I, I am beyond. I'm beyond <laughs> sick of talking about it. I'm beyond sick of talking about it. I just think it's just. We just need to be in some board rooms. We need to sit at the table, at every table at this point. Because it, it, it's, well, it's going to keep happening. Be, there could be at least one or two people on the board at the table. And they okay, it's still. I mean, we just don't know. So you're saying this up. Who knows? That's the thing. We don't know. As much as we want everyone to know everything, there are times where there are things that we don't know every, everything. And we do need to know it. Like the real importance of like, why is gas five dollars? And everyone keeps blaming the president. The president does not control that stuff. Folks. It's eight dollars in LA. Yeah. So, mm, I mm-hmm. that's why everyone's riding a bicycle. <laughs> that's why we be trying to get the scooters in the city. Mm-hmm. We trying to rent the scooters and stuff. It, it's it's too much. I think that's all the TRST I had today. I think so. Today is really important to me, guys. Um. I wanted to celebrate some men in my family. Um, it's June, it's Father's Day, and I, you know, a lot of the time I, I have a lot of guests that are women, and I have a lot of, you know, women's empowerment shows. But I thought it was very important that we start to celebrate some men, you know, some good men that are in my life and that I know. And I wanted to share this platform today with my family. And right after the break, we will be back with our special guest today. I have my. You got my um, charger. Look for my charger. Sorry. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I wasn't sure. Okay. I I wasn't sure. You can. You don't have to turn it on, but you can look at it. Oh. You, you ain't got to turn the ring on. I'm sorry. I I I was trying to reach out. No, no, those they no problem. Yeah, they good. Okay. I just want to make sure I didn't. You no. know. You can't answer any okay. questions. No questions is all memory. Okay. Exactly. No questions. I just wasn't sure. I was like, I don't want to, um, you know. No, you can't. There, there any questions. Okay. Any questions. Anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm ready. Guys, we are back and in the studio. I am so happy to have with me a few good men and I would like each one to introduce themselves. My name is is Chris Turner. My name is Charles Turner. These are the Charles, I'm sorry, I said Charles, the Turner Brothers, AKA my big cousins. Welcome to the Queen's Table show. I'm so happy. Um, to have you both with me, um, I want to tell you it's it, it's it's really this is really ha- this is a happy moment for me, you know because I always talk I, I always talk about how good I have it with like with my family and I always say we have some great men in my family and you know we I do I'm not gonna lie I have some great men in our family and you guys. I, I, you guys' story touched me, and it was, you know, a lot for me to even ask you to come because I didn't know. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know how to talk about it, or if you were comfortable talking about it, and how it would make you feel. Because I think your story needs to be heard, and I'm gonna tell you what made me ask. I met, I met Daryl. Absolutely. And we were at an event a few weeks ago with Trayon, um, what's his name, Trayon White? White. Yeah, Trayon White. He's the mayor um, candidate. And he was there. And, you know, we were just networking and just talking to people. And he um, he asked a question. And we just started talking. And he asked me, what did I do? And I told him, I said, I, I talk on my radio show. I talk a lot. Um, I have a few businesses and stuff. And he said, oh, you have a radio show? I said, yes. And he said, 
I may want to come on your show. I want to talk about some things. I feel like I'm in a place that I'm ready to talk about. And um, I think it's just time. And he told me a little of his story. And I said, well, hold, wait a minute. Oh, hold on. Wait. Do you know my cousins? And he said, what's your cousin's names? And I said, Chrissy and Fella. And he said, yes, those are my men. And he, 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 he teared up. He was about to cry. And he said, I love them too. And I said, I do too. And he said, those are good men. Uh, and, and, and when I told you, you said the same thing. And it just touched my heart because a lot of the times, me being in my generation, people don't, we don't talk about each other like that anymore. We don't, we don't, we don't acknowledge people. We don't have respect. So just to see and hear that, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I want to have, um, I want to have my family on. Because the people respect you guys out here, um, and it, it that that is amazing. That is amazing. I I love that. Um, and I just wanted to have you guys on here. So, we okay. honored to be on here. Thank guys. you. Yes, we are. Thank you. Yes, are. Thank you. I I uh, so a couple of years ago they did the documentary yes. um, on Netflix, and I was just watching it because I like documentaries and stuff, mm-hmm. and. I looked and it said 8th and H. And I said, 8th and H? What happened on 8th and H? Because the confession tapes talk about murder and killing and robbing. Like, and I was like, what is this? And when I saw it, I was like, that's my cousin on there. <laughs> you know? I was, like, I was like, that's my cousin. And they had this um, picture of you on there. And you were young. I was like, I think that's my cousin, too. <laughs> that's, that's my cousin, too. And just to hear the story, I was like, this, this, this is, this is a lot. It, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. So. It's a lot to tell. That's, that's your father's road, though. That was his right hand. He told yes, me. Yes, he was. That was his right hand. He, he told me. Yeah. He, he, it was always a story about fella. Yeah. Always. Yeah. My dad, you know, before he passed, he, he, he had some stories. Yeah. And like he had some stories, <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Okay, Dad. Okay, all right." <laughs> you know, yeah, um, my man. Yeah, <laughs> he loved you. Yeah, we got some stories that we can share <laughs> about your dad too. Maybe not over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, I don't know if you guys have watched um the confession tapes on Netflix, but it came out a few years ago, and um. This particular episode is called Eighth and H, and um, it um, they call this story. What did they call this? The um, one of the uh, I can't think of the first name they said. Something one of the most publicized murder cases in Washington D.C. It is the most publicized case in the history of Washington D.C. The wow. whole history of in D.C. the entire history of D.C., it is the most publicized case ever in the history. Mm, mm, and they called it one of the most heinous crimes at that time ever. Uh, one point in time, they try to compare the case to the Son of Sam, Jack the Ripper, the Boston Strangler. And mm. we were like, wow. It's mm. like, yeah, like, wow. You know, because when you 
you think about those cases that occurred, you know, those are serial cases. Multiple people were murdered. And for them to like say, you dudes are worse than serial killer, you're like, what the heck? And then, you know, you can't wrap your head around it from our view because you know you're innocent of it. And exactly. so you don't see the case the way the public is portraying you yeah. through, the, through the lens of the media. And so it wasn't until we got into the, the bit, one, you know, because we all thought we were going to be found not guilty. Yeah, you know, uh, we grew up watching Perry Mason, so we thought that the truth always come out yeah. in court, and yeah. like, you know, but we didn't have no investigator like Paul running in to give Perry the evidence to show. Mm. Um, wow. In our situation, the evidence they had the evidence that could prove our innocence, but it was suppressed, and uh, that's another story we get into yeah. as we get into the the podcast, but. Um, it was really hard to understand. And if you look back now at your younger years, you can't relate. But it was so bad for the people didn't even want to play basketball with us. Now, my brother was a heck of a basketball player. I was a top, I was a hell of a football player. Mm -hmm. And people didn't want to play basketball or football with us. It was so bad that people didn't even want to go to church with us mm. or go to the temple. They didn't want to... It was that bad. It's the one case that you can look back on where the police and the prisoners, the inmates, all agreed that they should die today. It's the only case that you can look back. I, I'm like, mm -hmm. when we got found guilty, there were more prisoners cheering for us than, I mean, cheering that we got convicted than there were uh, prosecutors. Because I'm like, wow. normally... Mm -hmm. You know, people want to see these. We talking about murders. We talking yeah. about rapers. We talking about yeah. real live dudes in Lawton, cheering that these dudes was now convicted. And I'm I'm, I'm sitting there listening and I'm cheering when they announcing it on the radio because I was the last one to get convicted. So I was able to. I'm hearing this and I'm hearing the cheers and it's erupting like at a soccer game, like at a football game where it's touchdowns. So they. They mm -hmm. like went in a frenzy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, uh, are y'all serious? Wow. Uh, and that's and how about, bad. And think about the Coliseum. You made the reference to the Coliseum earlier mm -hmm. when you was with all the people and how how it was. And yeah. see, I'm an avid reader and I read books about just people like Carol Chessman and all the, the people that my brother named earlier. And you just think about that. If anybody who's read any of those books about the people that he spoke about, a few minutes ago. Just think about how you thought, if you read those books, how you thought about those people. And that's how they tried to portray us. Just think about this. Anybody who can think about those books and the people, and I've read hundreds of thousands of books in all in those 36 years I was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, if you read, just put your mind in what you thought about those people and all the things that they say though they did mm -hmm. and that's how they tried to portray us it's, it's, it's yeah. mind-boggling and as wow. we get into the podcast i'm gonna actually tell you how they actually trick people from actually coming forward in this case people who actually witness there are people probably right now sitting at home sitting back listening to the show 
that probably was witnesses to the case and didn't even know they was witnesses because so much disinformation was given to the media about the case mm -hmm. that they don't, no, nah, that ain't what I, oh, I ain't see that. No, nah, I ain't see that. But it's so much disinformation that people never came forward in the case mm -hmm. because they were given a false story. They was given a false lead all the time, a narrative that was totally false. Well, no, nah, I didn't see that. But if they'd have told the story, the truth, the way it happened, mm -hmm. then people might have came. You know what? I did see a suspicious looking dude because at mm -hmm. this time, they're on 8th and H, broad daylight. You just flashed back to 1984, the first of the month. The food staff, the EBT car wasn't in existence. Everything came in the mail. So you had to physically go down there and cash your check. You had to physically walk to the bank to cash the check. You had to physically walk to the store and use food stamps that were like dollar bills, but they said food stamp on it. Mm -hmm. They were actually different amounts, like a dollar amount, that were actually food stamps. And you had to physically walk there. And D.C. on 8th and H was the largest transfer spot in the Northeast business section of Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And so all the people that went to Spingon, that went to Dunbar, that went to McKinley Tech had to transfer on 8th and H. It's not like the day where a lot of students got the cars and driving. We wasn't driving them. We were all on buses. So there would have been 500 people at least down there at 4 o'clock leaving from Dunbar, Spingon, uh, McKinley Tech, all those schools, people were going across who could get in the 90 bus, get in the X bus, the people going downtown to get on the 70. You had to get off at 8th and H. Then, not only that, on the first of the month, all the vendors are lined up on the actual corner where they say Ms. Fuller was attacked. Mm -hmm. at, on the first of the month. This is the first, October the 1st, broad daylight at 4 o'clock, and we have no outside eyewitnesses on this case. And that should have been the red flag number one. See, in 2022, everybody saying, nah, that don't make sense. But what people don't realize is that there were 17 people actually charged with this case. There was a total of 17 people charged, ages 15 to 26. There were even females charged on the case. But mm -hmm. that's the, the public didn't want to give you, the newspaper didn't want to give you, but only what they wanted you to understand about the case, their narrative. Because they wanted to control the narrative all the way to the end. Exactly. exactly. Mm. And a lot of that makes you believe. Like he was saying, you know, you, you know you saw something. You know you were there. Mm. You know if this thing happened the way they said it, you make you second guess what you know you didn't see. Not what you saw. You know what you didn't see. It makes you second guess it because of the narrative that he speak about. Mm. You know you, you didn't see this. And you know, though, a lot of those people, those children that he spoke about was coming from those schools, they knew these guys also. And they would have, people have come to me and said, man, it could have been me that they, they charged. They could have got me because I used to hang out with y'all too. We used to all be cool. So it, all these people that were there, all these hundreds of people that came through during that, that same period, at that same time, on that same day, you know, they make you second guess. You know you didn't see this. So it should have been more people who come forward oh, to be able to speak out against, for, and against. But, it, you know, again, it's the narrative that they, and, and, and a lot of people believe if, the, if uh, at least at that time, mm -hmm. 
people are a little more progressive in their thinking now. Young people, you just can't tell them anything now because they can think a whole lot better. Yeah. You know, you got, uh, a police can't just say, look, well, this is what happened now because they know their rights, they know how it goes, they know how to think. You know, back then, if, if, if you was arrested, if you was suspected, if they put you in the newspaper, they put you on the news, they figure, yeah, you probably was guilty. No, they don't figure you probably was. Then you were guilty. Yeah. He well, did it. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't a question mm -hmm. that he did it. it. It might be whether high, they might got the facts wrong how he did it, but mm -hmm. he definitely did it. Yeah. And that was the thinking back then in a conservative uh, Republican, mm -hmm. you know, driven society, yeah. old school. But let me tell you the, the thing that people should have paid attention to was the fact that there were black-owned businesses from bridge to bridge on A Street. When I say so bridge nice. to bridge, I'm talking about from the A Street Bridge at 3rd and H all the way to the bridge down to Minnesota Avenue. There were black-owned businesses. Every business on A Street was a black-owned business, or if it was a, a white-owned business, they had been there for so long since the 68 rise that they, you know, they, they, their whole personnel, everybody was like black owned, the black employed and everything in all those places. And not once did they, these, these are guys who've been there. They know, uh, let me tell you, 8th and H was a location where everybody hang out. Even if you was from Southeast, people coming on because they gambling down there after school. Mm -hmm. They shooting dice. They playing cards. Some group of dudes down there to catch girls coming from the different schools. You had different people had different reasons to be in there. Some people shopping. Some people doing everything mm -hmm. down there. And you had various reasons of doing it. But there were black-owned businesses there. And I'm going to tell you something. The way you reinvent Black Wall Street mm -hmm. to destroy it how they did in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You can't bomb the businesses to get them out to take it from them like they did with crop planes and everything, all this mm -hmm. different stuff that they claim we know Black Wall Street all, all mm -hmm. is supposed to start from a, a black guy whistling at a white woman and all that shenanigan. But if you can trick them into believing fear and you sell fear to them, then everybody's going to take that money and run. Mm -hmm. Because just like they told my brother, that could have been me. That could have been you. Man, that could have been my sister. That could have been my brother that was charged. They, The black business owners think that could have been me coming home with my... That could have been me. And so mm -hmm. now, what you going to do? I'm going to take this money and I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm going to get away from here. Oh, my God. Those are guys that are in my stores. And so and you didn't put that fear in them. Mm -hmm. So now what we're going to do, we're going to pack up and go. Wow. And when you look again, A Street ain't Not black old. Black. You know, I'm young. I, I'm an 80s baby. And when we were growing up, we were told that what had happened was the reason they tore down A and H. That's what they told us when we were younger. What happened um, with Miss Fuller is mm -hmm. the reason why they changed the, the, the dynamic and stuff of everything. Everything is bound by and, force. And you can change, but but you can't change it if you don't create a the yep. story. If yeah. you don't create the fear, you can't change it. Mm -hmm. 
You know, yeah. look what's down A Street now. Exactly. Look what's down A Street. Exactly. And and they've been wanting it since the 68 rise. They've been wanting it before then. So you have to ask yourself. What really yeah, is going on? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. this the reason why you did it. And now you find out in later years. Well, that didn't actually happen that way. Now, let's not get it twisted. Miss Fuller was brutally murdered and killed yes, incessantly. Yes. The narrative around what happened didn't happen then. So now if you tell a story that she was attacked and killed by this creep who was a known pedophile and known creep to them, mm-hmm. and you, you had the evidence to show, and if you had went with that, guess what? You don't have the fear. It was common. They, they, but to gather all of y'all at one time and made it seem like uh, you guys were a gang. The first time ever in the history of America that 17 people were charged with one murder without it being a conspiracy to commit murder. Mm-hmm. Without a conspiracy. Every one of us was charged with not only one murder, we were charged with two murders for Mrs. Fuller. Exactly. We were charged on the books for first degree felony murder right. and felony, and we were convicted of two murders for Mrs. Fuller of one body. Exactly. That's what people don't know. We oh. were actually convicted of two of murders. Two murders. Yes. Of the same person. And we were charged with kidnapping, armed robbery, and we were convicted of because all Because of her things. jewelry. And we were we would charge oh. all that. And the problem with that was that that's that's well and good, the jury. Then we find out that the jury was returned to the Fullest family before any of us was arrested. But they say we had the jury. The jury was, yeah, they found the jury. The jury was giving back to them. The people who went to the Fuller family, they called the police and the police told them and the police interviewed the people that returned them and told them who they brought they brought it from. They said, no, you ain't buy it from them. You brought it from the 8th and H gang. That's what they told them. It's in court records. This ain't something that I'm just coming on no, my head I know. This I is know. in court records. This is documented proof. Uh, but they let the people in and they use false testimony in our trial to let people argue that uh, they fought over the jury, that they did this over the jury and all the time. The people who got Mrs. Fuller's jury, her wedding ring that she was seen wearing when she left the house mm-hmm. by her husband, her actual wedding ring was returned to her when a people heard on the news that the lady was robbed and her ring was missed. They say they brought the ring the same day Mrs. Fuller was killed. They brought the ring less than around the time that they say she was killed. Around 6 o'clock, they say they brought the ring. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They didn't call these people as witness. We didn't know these people even exist. They say, well, no, you got it from the A&H H gang. We ain't never heard of no A&H gang. Every and the people, question, the people lived in the community. They say they lived in this community for 32 years. To this day, I don't know the person personally who returned the ring to Mrs. Fuller. You know, and my family has been in in this neighborhood mm-hmm. for over 70 years. So, but they didn't have a reason to lie. They didn't have a reason to tell the truth. And the misconception with everybody is that people don't know that we wasn't arrested when the murder occurred. No, you wasn't. We were arrested months later. And they didn't arrest us all at the same time. They continued to arrest People, as in, that's why probably a lot of people didn't want to come forward because everybody was being charged. When they look up, we had new people being charged. We reading in the paper like, who is that? And we got to tell people who that is because some of the guys that's charged don't know each other. 
or don't know the girl. Like my brother didn't know the girl at all. He ain't never seen the girl until she got arrested. And it was told that you pushed her in the alley. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? It 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 was the way the documentary the documentary was. It was all over the place, and it just seemed like they were. It it, it seemed like um the um the story about the Central Five how they did them, but mm -hmm. times twenty with you guys with yeah. you all. It was worse. And, and that's what we tell people that our case was the first, but this isn't the only place, yeah. only city where this is. Happening, happen. and so um, I was in a conference with Barry Shack, okay, one of the leading DNA specialists in the country, mm -hmm. him and Peter Newfield, mm -hmm. and he he told them that this is a trained, taught behavior that they taught them in their academies to do this. This was a playbook type of case that was played out that is taught behavior. It just mm -hmm. don't coincidentally happen in D.C. and happen in New York, the same thing, and then it's that happen in New Orleans, and then it happens in Chicago. Yeah. That's not a coincidence. No, it's not. That the police can get it wrong the same way you got it wrong down in D.C., you got it wrong in New York, you got it wrong in Louisiana, you know, and so those are the things that people have to ask themselves mm -hmm. are you comfortable with mm -hmm. because see my biggest problem with the case is and i'm gonna tell you this mm -hmm. as outraged as they were about believing the story mm -hmm. when you find out the truth why you not as outraged that they lied and tricked you and played on your intelligence exactly. mm -hmm. and mrs just mrs fuller didn't get any justice yes, yes. abby mm -hmm. mccluskey the girl who later died didn't get no justice. She yeah. just came here to be an intern. She was trying to intern for Senator Christopher Dobbs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she lost her life. Mm -hmm. They ain't going to tell you about the lady Lucilla Jackson who got her eye socket knocked out by the same creep. The same creep knocked this lady's eye socket completely out of her eye. Mm -hmm. And all that is because why? The prosecutors and them had a a play that they wanted to run because they wanted that H Street quarter. Make wow. no mistake about it. Wow. They wanted H Street quarter. Yeah. And the way to get it was to sell fear. And so you it's not only uh, a H Street quarter. Look at the whole A Street. Look at Trinidad. Look at what they did. They extended Capitol Hill all the way up to Trinidad now. Yes they did. Capitol Hill used to stop at A Street. They extended across Florida Avenue, cross over there, got you there. They extending it in all boundaries. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It's the fastest growing property in America. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. So I just, I, I hate that we run out of time. This, this was a mess. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you think you've heard a lot when you saw, when they see us. This is an untold story that needs to be heard everywhere children's lives were taken you guys were young that people men's lives were taken because of an agenda that had to be pushed to get what certain people wanted and people are in people's pockets so if you think that stuff still isn't happening now it is it definitely is of course and i want to say i am so sorry to the both of you Oh yeah, losing we're not decades of yeah. your life. Mm -hmm. And my brother, he actually don't have any children. Haven't been able to do it. Most of the guys on the case 
don't have any children mm -hmm. and still don't. But the thing about us is when you talk to all of us, none of us are better yeah. because we don't think about what we missed out on. We think about all the stuff we can gain. We think about our journeys with mm -hmm. Daryl. You talk yes. to Daryl. Yes. See, um, the our best friends in, in the world right now are people we met because of our experiences. Mm -hmm. When we went to prison, nobody wanted to be associated with it. When we left, nobody didn't want to not be. Everybody wanted to be associated. They didn't want to play my brother coach, I coach. People didn't want to play unless they could play on my brother's team. People didn't want to play uh, sports unless, man, if fella wasn't coaching. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't coaching them. They didn't want to play no more unless they could play for our team. Man, man I asked you first. I want to play on your team. <laughs> and so that just shows you the dynamic yeah. of what uh, the character building we had to mm -hmm. do. The process and the transformation. And we're not better because we don't know what it might have saved us from. Exactly. Yeah. As yeah. soon as we yeah. left, as soon as we left, as soon as we got through the doors, D.C. became the murder capital. As soon as we walked through them doors. Yeah. And, wow. you know, um, we can't sugarcoat it, but mm -hmm. we were some bold black men. We were bold. We wasn't, yeah. you know, just your regular choir. We were bold black men. Too. Yeah. So, you know, uh, D.C. became the murder cap. So you don't know what divine intervention it might have been yes. that removed us from that and yes. uh, help us become the men we have become yeah. today. I'm, I'm just so happy to have you guys on this show. Thank you for being here. I had pictures and stuff that I wanted to show, but it's okay. Just to sit here and talk to you guys was very special for me. So before I wrap up, I do want to give my... Um, Tierra's final thought and it's by John Lewis a democracy cannot thrive where power remains unchecked and justice is reserved for a select few ignoring these cries and failing to respond to this movement is simply not an option for peace cannot exist where justice is not served hashtag hashtag justice for all hashtag all men treated equally hashtag Tierra's final thoughts Thank you guys for tuning in with me. And I will see you guys next week for a brand new show. Bye. Thank you for having us. Yes, yes absolutely. Thank you for having us. Invite us back. Anytime. I 